Hey, I got a question to ask you. Where's your confidence coming from? Is it coming from what your mom or dad said? Perhaps the new car in your driveway says that you are someone of worth or value, or perhaps your bank account speaks to you. I don't know what it is, but what I do want to ask you is, how are you finding confidence from within? And if you struggle with that question and can only point towards objects or opinions of you, then listen to today's episode. We're going to be talking about how to find self-confidence and more importantly, where it comes from. And then we're also going to be talking a little bit of some nerd science talk about how our minds interpret things around us. So listen to today's very informative and a little maybe scientific kind of conversation we're going to be having. All right, stay tuned. We'll get to it after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. So glad that you are here. Welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee. I'm your Sherpa on this adventure called self-discovery and personal development. But specifically, I'm a life coach specializing in traumas and addictions. And I'm really passionate about this subject because if you don't know, I have had a hell of an experience in this world called life. I was sexually abused from my by my mother from birth to age 13, went to a psychiatric hospital, I'm a rape survivor, I, I've just went to a psychiatric hospital, I've just gone through a lot of stuff in my life. And I'm really passionate about traumas and addictions because I also am a recovering sex addict and al- alcoholic. And this is something that's really passionate to me. And if I can come from the brink of insanity and talk calmly about these things, so can you. So I don't really care what you've gone through, what you've been through. Know that there is a better place for you, regardless of your season and regardless of where you are, your age and life, whether you're male or you're female, whether or not you are more experienced in life, aka older, or you're a young person doesn't really matter. We're, we're going to make sure that everybody's covered. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening. That way, as soon as I drop an episode, which is usually Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, that's the schedule for right now. Don't hold me to it. If you're listening to this podcast episode like five years from now, like, you're only posting on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like, well, like right now, it's just Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Okay. That way, as soon as I drop a new episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety split. And if you have been listening for a while and you are like one of my diehard homies that interact with me on social media, by the way, I'm on Twitter, X, whatever they want to call themselves this week at Denise G. Lee there, you'll be able to interact with me and just continue this conversation. I am really about answering questions, being supportive, because I know that it really does take a village in order to get well. And so I really want to make sure that I fully support you. So check out me on social media. Also, check out my website, Denise G. Lee. If you are interested in reading longer form articles from me about issues of mental health, wellness, self-discovery, personal development, all this stuff, I'm going to write a book. All my clients say, when are you going to write your book? I'm going to write a book eventually. But like right now, I'm just doing a data dump in my mind of all the things that I've got like in my mind floating around. So check out DeniseGLee.com. There you'll be able to read my articles. And what I'm going to be talking about can really be found in my course, Amazing Attitude. Amazing Attitude is a 21-day self-discovery, self-fulfillment. <laughs> I should say fulfillment. Just where you can discover yourself. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And I pop into your inbox once every day for 21 days. And I give you a very heartfelt message as well as some journaling prompts. And the reason why I ask you questions is because the things in your mind will not change unless you actually 
face them. Carl Jung once said that unless you make the unconscious conscious, you will keep repeating the same things over and over in considerate fate. There's a lot of people who are in destructive relationships, unfulfilling careers, lackluster romantic situations. And the reason behind it is because they've never challenged the underlying assumptions about their worth and their value and who they are. In order to become fully individualized, meaning understanding how you are and how you want to relate to others and fully actualize, seeing how you are developed, how you are part of the bigger place that is called earth, then you won't live a satisfactory life. You probably have seen it with your parents or from your friends. They, they literally are walking dead people where they're just going through the motions, going from place to place to place. But there's something vacant and empty inside them. That's why they're always talking about discounts and deals and shopping and all these other hedonistic things because they don't feel any satisfaction in themselves. But you are different. You are learning more about yourself. So I just want to give you a big pat on the back for that because I'm just, I just described like 98% of the population out there. The fact that you're actually sitting here and listening is remarkable. And then lastly, before I forget, if you've been enjoying this podcast, (laughs) then make sure that you share it with somebody else. That way other people can learn to benefit from the things that you're saying. So like when you're talking about being actualized and being individualized, people are like, huh? Like, what are you talking about? They're like, oh, I'm listening to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast with Denise Lee. And that's why like, we are talking about that. And then like, there's a consensus head nod in the room, like, because everyone's on the same page. Well, Okay, (laughs) that all being said, let's get into today's conversation. I'm really hyped up. I'm really pumped up. I did like 10 sit-ups. No, that's 10 sit-ups, 10 push-ups. No, 20 push-ups. I did a whole bunch of stuff this morning. It's been a blur. And maybe the caffeine in my system is like really impacting me right now. Anyway, I'm really excited. I'm really pumped up and I really want to talk about self-confidence. You know, confidence is a vital quality that can help you in various aspects of your life. As I mentioned earlier, in your business life, in your personal life, romantic life, all that stuff. And including these factors of like understanding who you are will help you to achieve your goals, have a positive outlook on life. Okay. But unfortunately, there's some people, it's really hard to be self-confident. And there's a lot of reasons behind that. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the reasons why people struggle with their self-confidence. And then we're going to talk about how you, my love, can be able to be more self-confident. And so let's just get to the low-hanging fruit first is number one is the biggest issue. And I, and I'm very passionate about, and I talk about this constantly. That's kind of like the cornerstone, the bedrock of my work is number one is mixed messages from society and from your community. One of the primary reasons why some, some people struggle with confidence is due to conflicting messages they receive from people around you. Look, all of us have a little life script that's in our minds that has come from family, friends, religion, education, culture that tells you at one end, you have to be yourself, quote unquote, but conform to their standards in order for you to feel accepted or respected. Like for example, right now I'm date stamping this. This is September, 2024. There is a standard for materialistic worth, buying the Tesla, getting the new iPhone, getting the new fill in the blank. And if you don't, you're a weirdo. You know what I'm talking about? Like the people who always think that you are only good as the toys that you have. And so it's difficult to feel self-esteem and confident if you're not interested in it or you can't afford it or there's something else that is more of interest to you. 
And so you're, you're stuck and you're like, how do I feel good about myself if the world says I have to feel good about X, Y, and Z, okay? Now, the other reason why it's hard to have confidence is a painful past. You may have had a traumatic childhood where you lack safety and security. You may have been around people who didn't care about your feelings because they were so preoccupied with their own dramas and frustrations. Maybe you had a one or both of your your parents uh, used you as a free therapist for one of your free therapist for the things that they were going on in their life. I remember one of my my college friends, Jason. He told me that when he was growing up, his his father was frequently traveling due to business, and his mother was so lonely. She would just more or less used my friend Jason and his other, his older brother as emotional support. And that's called emotional incest guys. When a parent is using a child for what should be done, the needs should be cared for by their own romantic partner. And as a result, it really impacted both Jason as well as his brother in a lot of deep ways. And I'm still thinking about some of the conversations uh, we had where, both of them uh, feel very uncomfortable around certain type of women. They don't are able to be independent with independent because they always feel like they had an obligation to support the mother, their mother emotionally, just a lot of stuff. And even in my own personal example, I'm, th- I'm thinking about when I was living with my father and his then living girlfriend, Sandra. And I remember countless Friday nights listening to Sandra complain about my no good bastard father going out partying while she had to watch an ingrate like me. That's painful. That's real. I don't know what you're, what you have experienced, what you have gone through, but that was my story. And so for a lot of us, we don't feel a confidence because all we know is pain. And that really impacts us. Unless some of us need to get really real and honest with ourselves and say, man, you know what? Those things really impacted me. Those things really, really rocked me to the core. Okay. And the other thing that I want to talk about is another reason why we might feel a sense of lack of self-confidence, lack of security is due to a chemical imbalance. And so let me, let me, I'm in this book called Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy by David D. Burns. It's a really old book. I think the book was published when I was born. But anyway, I want to just talk some nerd stuff to you and then dive into some more details. So when I'm, because everyone hears about the idea of chemical balances, but what is that? Okay. So the modern era of research on the chemistry of mood disorders began several decades ago when it was hypothesized that depression might result from decreased levels of certain brain substances known technically as amines. Amines are the chemical transmitters which nerves use to send messages to each other. Amines are the brain's biochemical, quote, mailman, particularly concentrated in the limbic system, a primitive brain region which appears to be involved in mood regulation. Okay. Now, let's think about this another way. I'm just going to break it down. Okay. Your brain is a chemical electrical system. And there, there's a lot going on in your brain. You know, we have cells 
all over our bodies that do different things. Well, the cells in our brains are called neurons, okay? And these neurons can come together to make nerves. And the nerves are quote-unquote wires that communicate to the electrical signals to each other by way of chemical messengers. Now, I talk a lot more about the chemical stuff in my on my articles at DeniseGLee.com because it's really worth kind of diving in more. But for the purposes of a, today's episode, just know that your brain is composed of lots of cells called neurons. Those, uh, those neurons more or less send signals to each other via chemical messengers, okay? So let's just think about another way. Your mind is like a guitar. And just like a guitar has many strings to produce sound, your mind has many neurotransmitters that help regulate your emotions. Do I feel happy? Do I feel sad? Do I feel angry? All that stuff, right? And just as a guitar needs every string to produce a chord or sound, your body needs a balance of neurotransmitters to create connections between your neurons. If any one of your neurotransmitters aren't functioning well, it can distort your outlook on everything, including yourself. So this is a theory. Doctors haven't really quite figured it out yet about this whole chemical imbalancing, but the the prevalent theory going on right now is called the monoamine deficiency theory, which suggests that the underlying pathophysiological cause of depression is a depletion of the neurotransmitters serotonin, norepinephrine, or dopamine in the central nervous system. Serotonin is the most extensively studied neurotransmitter related to depression. And so a chemical imbalance occurs when the substances that help the body function properly become unbalanced. And too much or too little of these substances can cause a chemical imbalance that affects the body's ability to function normally. Okay. Current research suggests that the medication affects neurotransmitters instead of correcting imbalance. Okay. And that reflects the complexity involved in treating depression and how treatment for mental health conditions is not a one size fits all thing. Okay. It's not and one more thing you need to understand, there's no quote unquote optimal amount of neurotransmitters. All, all of us have different types of chemistry. So it's really difficult to define what a balance is, okay? All of this is to say is that if your brain ain't processing things correctly, you're not gonna be able to think straight. And as a result, you're not gonna be able to have a good mood. And while I'm at it, I just wanna say one thing. There are a lot of ways people self-medicate in order to artificially pump up their serotonin. And one of the ways that women specifically do it, men too, is through consumption of carbohydrates, complex or simple carbohydrates, breads, candies, pastas, sugars, all that stuff. That literally is artificially creating your own Zoloft or Paxil in your mind. And by the way, if you're ever curious to know more about the details about the chemicals that you take, there's three, well, actually there's four, four main types, classified types of medications that people use in order to pump up the amines in order for you to feel a little bit better about yourself. It's called tricylix, MAOI inhibitors, lithium carbonate, and L-triprofen. I can't pronounce that for the right of me. L-triprofen. And my, sorry, I just dropped the book. I, I, I had like, there's only so much my little brain can carry. I just always want to make sure that I'm saying the right things to you. Cause I know that a lot of you guys are using this for your own 
purposes or relaying this information to a loved one. So I want to make sure I'm accurate in the things I'm saying. Anywho, all these drugs are not solving the underlying issue, my friend. They're just trying to get you over the hump so that you can be able to think straight. But this is such a complex conversation and this podcast is not designed in and within itself to help you or advise you about what you should be taking or what you should be doing regarding mental health issues if you perceive that you or someone you love has something. It's just information. I just want to just put that out there. So we talked about mixed messages from society. Oh, and by the way, if you're interested in learning your own life, so I'm leaving a link in the show notes below so you can take your own life script course. It's like a quiz is like a 10, 15 minute quiz that I, I develop so that you can be able to understand yourself and understand what messages that are impacting you today. Anyway, so we talked about mixed messages from society or life script. We talked about painful family and we, we just finished talking about chemical imbalance. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on. So let's now talk about three tips to build your self-confidence. This is something that I wish that somebody told me when I was in therapy. Oh, by the way, if you ever wonder why you, your therapist, I don't know if you have a therapist right now, or you've gone to therapy in the past and the therapist just sits there and just stares at you. And the thought came from Freudian psychology that says that if a, a person just sits there and just talks, the, the therapist, the healer can act as a mirror in order to reflect back what the patient is going through for them to be able to hear their own thoughts and self-discover for themselves what they need. Unfortunately, if you have a traumatic past, you saying those things without clarification, without objectivity is actually re-injuring yourself. And you can go through that cycle for years and years and years. Have you ever been to a therapist and you've been there for quite a number of time and then you're feeling worse <laughs> over time and you just feel perpetually stuck? It's because your therapist isn't good. I, I just don't know any other way to say that because now, I mean, obviously we were, there are more training about how to be able to help people with their cognitive distortions, AKA their thinking distortions, to be able to correct what they're thinking, reframe their things so they can be able to think more clearly instead of just letting someone go down the rabbit hole of depression, anxiety, and mania. There can be someone who'd be like, Hey, let's pump the brakes and let's rethink about things like that. I mean, that's kind of what I do. I'm a cognitive specialist. What's what I work with with clients is whenever they're saying something that's erratic or irrational, we can be able to confront those thoughts and re reframe, repivot and come up with some new strategies so they can be able to cope with themselves and cope with their life as it is, not as how they would like it to be. But anyway, <laughs> it's definitely something that I'm really passionate about because I spent way too many years in my, my past experience in my own personal development programs, feeling lost, afraid, and confused because the people that I was visiting were more interested in taking my money than understanding what I was going through. But anyway, I digress. Let's now talk about confidence. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to go down that rabbit hole because it's just something that I probably will write about in my new book. But anyway, let's talk about confidence. There's three things I want you to know in order to be more confident. I want you to know your values. I want you to examine your current company and I want you to invest in yourself. So let's dive into what that is. So first of all, let's talk about know your values. Too many of us, including yours truly, spend way too many years letting others define what is needed and necessary. Now is the time for you to understand your values. This is where you develop your sense of inner integrity, courage, and a sense of morality. 
And so I have some questions to help you. I'm not going to sit here and just give you some anecdotal stories. I want you to start thinking about, I, this is a great time for you to get a pen and paper and just start writing down notes. And if, if you can't write anything down, at least think about this and come back to this podcast later and think about it. Cause I, this is your free therapy right now. Cause I really want to make sure that you get what you need right now. My first question is what matters to you love and why does it matter? Are you, I remember hearing about Bob Barker dying recently. And one of the, if you knew that he was the former host of The Price is Right, and right before every single episode ended, he would say, please help control the pet population. Have your pets sprayed or nude. That was his deal. He did that for decades when he was in his show because animal rights mattered most to him. What matters most to you? And please don't tell me it's just about politics only. Policies will come and go. It's kind of like death and taxes. They will come and go, come and go. There'll be new deaths, new new people coming in and going out of the system. What matters to you? Is it about your kids? Is it about your local community? What it is? I want you to really understand it. And why does it matter? Please don't just say, oh, because my mom or my dad or it's popular amongst my friends or whatever. Like, I need you to find a worth that matters most to you. And lastly, if you die today, how do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be remembered as the guy that just sit down and watch Xbox all day or, or jerked off to porn? Or you want to be the girl that's known of going to Nordstrom's only when they are on clearance sales? Like, wh- What are you going to be known for? Please let it be known as something of significance. It doesn't have to be world significance. I'm not asking you to be like Kim Kardashian or whoever. I'm asking you to be a game changer for your community. Too many people think if my name is not in bright, shiny lights, then I'm insignificant. Look, some of the most impactful people to me came in the most unexpected and random places. When I was in the AA beans, I'll never forget my first sponsor, Lucky. Some of the people who came to me when I was feeling lonely and scared at my job when I was working at the federal government, like you need to think about for yourself how you want to be remembered. And it doesn't have to be big game changing. I was thinking about one of my clients. She's an accountant. She's helping people not go to jail. That's pretty cool because she's helping them regulate and understand, stay regulated with the law, staying accountable with the law and making sure that they're doing stuff that's ethical and legal. All right. Know who you are. Know what matters most to you. Have a sense of pride in it. There's only one person that is you. Okay. Now we talked about obviously just now knowing your values. Now I want to pivot and ask about your current company. This is really important in regards to self-confidence because if you don't know who you're around, inevitably you will take on their characteristics. Okay. So let's examine your current company. And, but before we do that, let me ask you a question. Are you afraid to tell your truth? Why is that? Have you been ostracized in the past for your opinions? Look, I understand. We're humans. We want to be liked. It's baked into our DNA to not want to be cast aside. There is safety in numbers. However, how safe is it really to be around people who demean, belittle, and undermine your confidence? And just because they are familiar to you, I'm, I'm talking about your mom and your dad and all those people, doesn't mean that they are healthy and safe to be around you. Look, for many seasons of my life, I've been estranged with my 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 demonstrators, aka my parents, uh, my brothers, 
not because I hated them, not because I didn't want to deal with them. It's because as I was getting well, what I was thinking about was abnormal to them. Look, here's an uncomfortable fact of life is that lots of people suffer from low self-esteem because they spend way too much time around people with dangerous personalities like psychopaths, people who have maladaptive narcissism, sociopaths. All these people have a way of destroying anyone's confidence over time. So this is the time I want you, if you want to be more confident, if you want to feel good about yourself, this is the time you look around yourself and be like, man, I am the sum of the three closest people around me. Am I feeling good about that? And if not, whoa, I need to think about what needs to change. Because that might be necessary. It might be needed for you. Okay. I'm going to talk about the next steps coming to you after this short break. Okay, this is a recap to building your self-confidence. We talked about knowing your values. Your now values help you to understand who you are. It gives you a sense of inner worth, inner integrity, making sure that you are in alignment with the things that matter most to you and people around you. We talked about examining your current company. Some of us are just spending time with venomous personalities. I don't really know any other way to explain it. They literally suck the life out of you, deplete your energy, cause you to think distortedly, mis- create create problems instead of possibilities, just a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> and so maybe we need to not not necessarily cut people out, but put people at a distance in order for us to be able to feel comfortable about who we are and what we want to do. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about investing in your self-care. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever taken a trip on an airplane? You know, when you're sitting there and they tell you to power off your device and get ready for takeoff, but you're more interested in using your phone to check emails or like me trying to like power through a Scrabble game online. But anyway, I digress. Anyway, you're sitting there and you're listening or half listening to the air students saying that before you help others, make sure you put on your mask and before you try to assist other people. And that means that you need to be learning how to take care of yourself before you can even attempt to assist others. And so are you taking care of yourself, love? Are you taking care of you? And what does that look like? For so many of us, we think somehow that if we just check off all the boxes on our, like on our to-do list, our mental to-do list, okay, take out the trash, feed the dog, walk the kid to school, blah, 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 that we will be able to feel good about ourselves. But always, inevitably, we always feel like a pile of crap because we're so exhausted and the people that we're supporting or not even understanding of our own needs because we have so, so many times underestimated and devalued the things that matter most to us in order to feel good about ourselves. Look, here's the deal. In order for you to feel confident about yourself in all areas of your life, you're going to be taking a hard stand. And what that looks like is you're going to have to outline all the things that matter most to you in order for you to feel good about yourself. For me, I wake up, I literally do, I hit the floor, I do my push-ups. I do that, not because I just want to have like bulging like pec muscles, but because I need to feel alive. I need to feel refreshed in my body. I read God's word. I, I stretch. 
I make sure that I, I meditate. I think about things that are positive because look, I'm talking with people who are going through a lot of different circumstances in their business and their personal life. So I need to be on my A game in order to be supportive for other people as well as my own family members. So my question for you is, are you allowing yourself to be depleted before you even work with anybody else? And if so, who did you learn that from? Was that your mom, your dad, what you got used to when you were in college? Where did that come from? This is where you need to sit and ask yourself again. It goes back to those messages that you have learned early on in life. Now is the time to start rewiring that script in your mind and saying, okay, what is needed? What is necessary? How do I take care of me so that I can feel good about myself in order for me to be a productive and healthy member of society? The reason why so many people are burned out is because, well, think about it this way. Your mind, your body is like a, a bank, right? In order for a bank to work, you've got to put money in the bank. And the deposits are the things that make you feel good about yourself. Taking walks, eating nutritious foods, stretching, having moments of resting. And I'm not talking about zoning out and looking in front of the computer, okay? That's not rest because your mind is overstimulated. I'm not talking about that. Like doing things that make you feel energized. But unfortunately, we live in a society that overemphasizes productivity over relaxation. And so where people are just literally making withdrawals and withdrawals and withdrawals of working and stressing out and, and trying to take care of other people. No wonder you feel exhausted, boo. No wonder you feel exhausted. Now is the time for you to start reevaluating how you live your life. And it may even be your morning routine. How is your morning routine? Look, before I took my own personal development seriously, I went, I took my, my phone with me to my, my nightstand and I would immediately reach for it in the morning to check emails, notifications, all this stuff is crazy. And before I even start work now, I always make sure that I take care of my, my needs, my physical needs, my spiritual needs before I even help anybody else. How are you taking care of yourself? In order for you to feel confident, you have to start putting more energy into you. And if you don't, maybe if you're not doing that now, maybe that's something that you need to start thinking about. Like, I don't know what that, that is, unless you're my client. Like, I don't really know what that is. <laughs> something for you to think about, okay? Now, I know I talked a lot about different things, so let's kind of just do a round robin let's just kind of just talk overall about all the things that I talked about with you okay so obviously we talked about the reasons why confidence is hard to obtain mixed messages from society or from your family members a painful a past a chemical imbalance and then obviously we talked about the three tips to build your self-confidence to know your values who you what matters most examine your current company and lastly investing in your self-care so my question for you is what issue do you need to work through about why you feel unconfident? Is it challenging your messages from your family members? Is it healing from past traumatic experiences? Maybe in, you need to readjust your, your, your chemicals within yourself. Using healthy strategies, walking, exposing yourself to artistic things. I, I don't care what it is. Maybe, maybe meds. I don't know. I'm not a medical doctor. I just 
threw out some information earlier for you to understand it, whatever that looks like. And lastly, what do you need to do to change your schedule around so that you can be able to bake in things that are nourishing? Do you need to cut back on some activities? I know so many people who are codependent that just ram their schedule full of things throughout the day in order for them to feel good about themselves if they're not overwhelmed with 5,000 things, okay? Do you need to ask yourself about your values? The things that you're doing right now, are they even helping you right now? And lastly, what are you doing to make yourself feel good about your, your presence here on earth? That's only a conversation between you and yourself to understand that. I don't know. You have to figure that out. Because at the end of the day, we all have to live with our own decisions. Okay? Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to share it with somebody else. Write a review of this podcast if you've been enjoying it. And lastly, the decision for feeling good about yourself is really a choice, okay? Choose happiness, choose health, choose prosperity. It all depends on your willingness to think and be better. Well, that being said, thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.